<clears throat> Drums, please. Summer sessions in session, expect the unexpected. I'm talking the minutes, the seconds. This podcast perfection. Keep you guessing what methods I'm messing with the new section. And it's the dopest podcast on earth. Best you rep. So, yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah, this is the dope show. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah, this be the dope show. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah. This is the dope show. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah, this be the dope show. What up, what up? It's going down, baby. Make some noise if you're in the crowd, but you're not in the crowd because there's no crowd to be had in the crowd. What up? Welcome to another episode of the G Splash Summer Sessions, aka that G Six. You know we kicking that pop culture news stuff of the week in about six minutes oh, or so. Yeah, yeah, I'm crispy today. Feeling real, feeling really in my bag, Katie. In my what bag. No one knows what it I means. I know what secure the bag is. I don't. It's a bag that it just bag. always you just always have a bag of something. Got to get it in the bag of something. All right. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley Dope. Baxter, and this is Summer Sessions number 20 of the dopest podcast on earth. We got Katie back again. It's going down. I was invited I was invited back despite my argumentative nature on the previous podcast. So thank you, Bradley. Yeah, I'm we- honored to be here. You know, we, we didn't want to make it look awkward to our shareholders that we made a negative <laughs> mood and- uh, Kicking a a woman off the show, and so we really want to. Oh, it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> Bad joke. I'm just joking. No, I, <laughs> I was worried you would never have me back, though. If you're familiar with the show, uh, you may have heard last week when Katie let it all out. Gloves came off, and today we're talking Hobbs and Shaw, part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Apparently, we're going num- round number two. Because uh, we, Katie and I both talked off the pod last night, and we'll see how far we get into it this time. So we we'll pe- see if our friendship survives. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, upcoming episodes and announcements next week. Uh, I believe we're talking scary movies to tell in the dark. <laughs> is that right? Is that the yes, full title? Yeah, stories to tell in the dark. Katie will be joining Guillermo us. Del Toro. Yep, Katie will be back. Allegedly, I'll be, I'll be back. Katie will be back talking scary movies next <laughs> next week, so the fans will be delighted to hear your voice. One of the other episodes following that will be Good Boys, which looks really funny. A new age, younger take on American Pie type of franchise. Or not franchise, but movie. Because you know how it is filming kids. You and your rogue kids theories. So very I Refer to the Stranger Things episode in which Brad discusses how young stars never make it out alive and everyone loses their just minds, real quick so. i do like one of the kids that's in this movie he was in that movie with owen wilson and i want to say julia roberts oh wonder wonder i didn't see the movie but i read the book and the book is just so beautiful that, everyone should read wonder it's a great movie everyone it was really a great movie and um you should read the book the kid Obviously, he was wearing like prosthetic makeup and whatnot, but so he's in this movie, and I didn't Very recognize different him. Different character. The only the only way I knew it was him was his. I remember his voice, but yeah. Well, huh, now I'm more intrigued. Hey, okay, 
we're in it. But we got a lot to talk about about this franchise. KD has a lot to talk about this Fast and Furious franchise. So let's just get into some news and let's get there. For all you nostalgia fans, probably the new kids may or may not know who this cat is, but Garfield is going to be headed to Nickelodeon. You familiar with Garfield, Katie? I mean, yes. I'm from, I mean, lasagna yes. eating cat, lazy as hell, and hates Mondays, right? Yeah. yeah. And you would think that I would really love Garfield because of those things, <laughs> but Garfield for me is just meh. It's interesting because, yeah, you fit the mold of a person who would love Garfield. Yeah, to have like the little suction cup stuffed animal on the back of my car. Yeah. <laughs> you love the flurkins. Balls. The Lazy Cat has been for more than 40 years the property of owner John Arbuckle, a socially awkward fellow who uh, must indulge in his pet's debilitating laziness and constant sarcasm. Uh, but in weeks to come, the character will become one more element to Viacom's vast Nickelodeon portfolio of intellectual property taking his place along Spongebob, Dora, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Good look. A reboot always works. Probably would have rather seen maybe Alf over Garfield, but... Oh, I had Alf footy pajamas, and the, my enti- the entire pajamas were his face. Like, his chin started at my ankle, and, like, the top of his hair was, like, my neck. Nice. <laughs> wow. Talk about FaceTime. Jim Carrey... Weighs in on the Sonic design and the fiasco behind that. You've seen this trailer, I'm sure, right? I have. Uh, are Do, you a big Sonic? Am, am I a big Sonic fan? No. The only reason I would say I'm like not a Sonic fan is because I am horribly bad at video games. Mm. I couldn't even, in Sega Genesis, like get Sonic to go through the loop-de-loop. Like he fell off at the top. <laughs> so I watched a lot of people play Sonic. I loved that, but I wouldn't say like Sonic and I have a close relationship. He's not calling you every weekend to go for a run. I wish he was. <laughs> uh, I thought he looked fine. Yeah, I think Katie, you might be the only one. But here's what Jim Carrey did. Uh, Jim Carrey oh, wow. didn't seem enthusiastic about the idea of tyranny of fandom. He was uh, resigned to the fact that the movie will likely draw criticism even after the redesign of its lead character. And here's what he said. He said, "Look, I was with the fans." When the shit hit the fan, I went over there and said, the most important thing to do, man, is say I fucked up. In my opinion, like 100%, that's the best that they could do. At least they acknowledged it and were like, hey, we'll work on making it better. Well, speaking of reboots, Disney Plus is uh, rebooting a bunch of stuff from Fox. Disney CEO Bob Iger told Wall Street analysts on Tuesday during Disney's quarterly earnings uh, call that Fox superhero titles would be move uh, would move forward under Kevin Feige. Blah, we knew that. They didn't. They're idiots. During this whole thing, they were just talking about what they're doing with Fox's franchises and what they've got in works and how they're gonna what they're gonna keep. Because I guess they lost a lot of money in the third quarter from all the stuff they acquired from Fox. Even though they had like a hmm. great year, like they're having the best year probably ever of all time. But when they acquired Fox. All that stuff, they still had to, like, evaluate. Like, X, Dark right. Phoenix didn't do well. It was just supposed to, it was like a $200, uh, $200 million budget. And it only made, like, $60 million at the box office. 
So they're scrapping stuff. They're trying to pull stuff out, and and there's more stuff here. Um, uh, the company's streaming platform Disney Plus will get four big brands from Fox to adapt to a straight to service, uh, straight to service content. Those will include Home Alone, the historical action romp Night at the Museum, Cheaper by the Dozen, and a live action The Diary of a Wimpy Kid. They made a couple of movies. Those books. Yeah, they, are, those books are so funny. The movies so were actually funny. pretty funny too. Uh, they made a couple uh, of them. I'm not sure how many they made, but I am very curious to like see the Home Alone thing. If it's going to be a TV show, I mean, I guess you could leave a bunch of different kids in different places home alone. <laughs> but Just I mean, how many times are you going to leave one kid home alone and have no, him set it, up booby traps? No, yeah, it should be that some sort of virus wipes out the parents mostly on the planet and only leaves villains and all the kids have to home alone make it just a really dark dark movie (laughs) i don't think that that's what's gonna happen i love home alone reboot it bring back the old one it's gonna it's a fun light-hearted classic i think it'd be cool to see that was blank check a disney film i'd like to see a blank check remake (laughs) Blank Check is a great movie. I can't believe you brought that this up. I love so that movie. Good. I do think it is a Disney picture. Speaking of controversy, uh, Alan Hughes' Tupac docuseries is heading to FX. The cable network announced in the news that at, uh, announced the news at the TCA Summer Press Tour on Tuesday, months after Hughes confirmed his involvement with the project. Um, according to Deadline, the series titled Outlaw, the saga of Afini and Tupac Shakur, will center around the legendary rapper as well as his mother, activist Afini Shakur. I'm always a sucker for all this Tupac stuff that comes out. And nine times out of nine times, I'm hating everything. <laughs> but that's probably more me because I love Tupac so much and like it's got to be right. I really hated Anthony Mackie for the longest time because I hated how he portrayed Tupac in that movie. I don't know if I saw that. You never saw Notorious? I I don't know. I'm, I give respect to Tupac for who he is and what he did. Serious respect to his mother for for the activism that she's done. I've never been like a Tupac fan. I don't think I have any Tupac anywhere. Although I did listen to the Dear Mama cassette tape that someone lent me a lot in eighth grade. Anyways, I just, I think... I loved the Defiant Ones. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a really interesting dynamic. It was a great documentary. Compelling. Series. Yeah, I thought it was. I've watched it more than once. <laughs> so I trust that whatever his take on this is, I think that it'll be the best that's ever been done on him. And I think the fact that Tupac's estate has fully co-signed on this is a really important thing because we're going to get glimpses of stuff and music that we've never seen or heard before. And they've had a voice in how this is going to get portrayed and know the best way to portray him as his family and friends. Uh, continuing on with with FX, uh, FX renewed Atlanta for a fourth season, and they did it before, yes. before the production of the third season had even started. Production of seasons three and four will begin in the spring, and as of right now, there is no time frame for the return of the actual show, what those release dates are. But I can't wait this long. I love, I love, this might be one of my favorite television programs, yeah, programs. This is how you know it's a good show when, like, your three main characters, you know, granted, Donald Glover was kind of already a thing, but all three of those guys have had 
movie roles come left and right, and they've been in it, everything. And really fantastic stuff. Yeah, like uh, sorry to was it sorry sorry to bother you? Oh, that was <laughs> it was so, so weird, so weird, but so, so great. Um, so then there was obviously amazing. Get Out was good. They're gonna be in the Joker. I mean, that's left to be seen on how that's gonna go, but that's he's, a major motion picture. He's gonna be in Eternals. Paperboy's gonna be in Eternals. Yeah. He was in Child's Donald Play. Donald was just Simba. Yeah. So yeah, they're I'm, they're killing it I, right now. They're on they're they're on the top of their game. So shout out to them. I, this is inspiring me when I'm done watching Euphoria to rewatch Atlanta. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Speaking mm-hmm. of Euphoria, Andy Serkis is uh, set to direct Venom too. That segue did not make any sense at all, but I went with it. The search of the new director to head up the sequel to Venom. Reportedly come to a close. Circus hit Twitter with, quote, it's happening. <clears throat> the symbiote has found a host in me, and I'm ready for the ride. Can't wait. You have yet to see Venom, don't you, Katie? I do, which is shocking because Tom Hardy really makes my heart beat. So it's on the list. I actually have a list of things that I need to watch. And it's Good old there. Sony, huh? <laughs> All right, speaking of studios... Let's, Speaking let's, of Sony VCRs, let's talk about Fast and the Furious. No. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of studios, let's get into this universal franchise called Fast and the Furious, baby. <laughs> All right. So Hobbs and Shaw came out this last weekend starring The Rock and Jason Statham, as well as Idris Elba and Kirby. What's her name? Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. I like that name. It's cool. It's a 66% from critics right now and a 90% from fans. Okay, should I run out of the plot or you would you like to give an overall synopsis of the plot without spoiling anything? You're really good at this, think, so, so I'm asking. So antagonistic slash co-workers, Dwayne Johnson, Luke Hobbs, and Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw, team up again in their notorious way of fighting yet working together. Right. And are going to be finding a virus that could eliminate humanity. I, I hated this movie so much, I can't I can't give it a good anything. Uh, well, Katie jumped straight to it. So, Katie, <laughs> she was like, I'm not even going to describe the movie anymore. I'm done. Katie, yeah. let me guess. Uh, uh, what's your review of Splash Trash or Matt? trash my heart to say that as someone who has seen every fast and the furious movie i own i should have looked i own at least the first six it (laughs) some of my favorite actors are in this film and it breaks my heart to say that but i'm giving it T-Rash. Trash. I am the complete opposite. We'll get into what we like, what we didn't like, but I'll just get into my score right now. I thought this movie was fun, exciting, a very great version of a spinoff, so I'm going to give it a splash. You're splashing this? I'm splashing this. I had a great time at the theater. Were you drunk? How? What? We'll get into that oh in a minute, but God. I'm giving it a splash. I thought it was a lot of wow. fun. and. 
if you love Fast and the Furious stuff, you will have no problem enjoying this movie. Or, no, or if you love Fast and the Furious stuff, you might also think this is trash. All right, all right, here we go. <laughs> Katie. My head is, like, in my hands. Katie, what? <laughs> I'm gonna let you have I'm gonna let you have the floor for a second. So why is this movie so bad for you? Like why did you hate this movie? One of the things that was so amazing about the Fast and the Furious films is how fun and lighthearted and you said like last night like bubblegum. Like they were just wait, wait, wait. Let, music. Let me, I'm sorry to cut you off so early into yeah, into your ahead. into the spot, but Oh yeah, yeah. I just thought of this and I, I wanna maybe take it from this angle. What were your expectations going into this movie? Were you like, after seeing a trailer, what were you like, yeah, I got to see it? Or like, I don't know. Oh, I was, I mean, I think we saw when we went and saw The Curse of the Yorado, I feel like we saw a preview for this and I was like, yes, like fist pump. So excited. I was so excited for this to come out. And what were your uh, expectations of, of the movie? The same things that you got in The Fast and the Furious. Amazing graphics, mm -hmm. tense, creative action sequences, some really funny, sarcastic, quippy lines, but really caring about who these characters are, but really wanting them to win and really hoping that they did. And in this film, I did not care mm. at all. Are you a fan of The Rock? And or Jason Statham. Oh, I love Jason. I love the Transporter movies. I mm -hmm. love him in Guy Ritchie. I love Jason Statham. I think his his comedy is usually so dry and so intellectual. And this was like your balls smell. Like it was so lowest common denominator that I was like this. Oh, ha, I, I don't even think I laughed. And you know I will laugh at just things that are not even that funny and i'll think they're really hilarious but i was like huh, huh, that, mm. like i did not so i love jason statham the rock's always been i thought that he would be the like feel good kind of you know it was like the gentle giant cuddly teddy bear kind of humor <laughs> that he does but also like a kick-ass character and he mm -hmm. was just so it was so he was so either obnoxious or then, oh, I have a daughter. So you guys, I'm like a really good dude. But also I have a complex, tormented past. Like, I feel like The Rock is not the best actor in the world. So you need to not give him roles that require multiple layers. And this character requires multiple layers. And he doesn't possess that as an actor. What was your last movie The Rock was in that you saw? Oh, God, I've... That he was like the star. I don't, I don't know. I can't. Wasn't there one where he was with him and some kids that he had to take care of? Not the pacifier. So that's two of those. Diesel, but it was, it was one of those. Where he's like the quarterback and I think another one where he's like the hockey player. Yeah, it was one of those. My mom was like, oh, he's so cute. So <laughs> I watched them. Shout out, mom. Man. I know you're probably listening. <laughs> what up, moms? So you were going into this like... It's going to be like the rest of the Fast and Furious. Well, and I didn't have high expectations that this was going to be some artistic, you know, screened at Sundance kind of a film. That's not what mm. I want. That's not what I wanted. And that's not what I thought. But they tried to put 
so many multi-dimensional characters in a franchise that's really, you know, this is your character. There's maybe a little bit of backstory and we'll go through that, but not these just complex dynamic people necessarily. Gotcha. Those built after years, but not especially for this being the first in this spinoff. So mm-hmm. I went in thinking it was going to be fun, funny, and I was going to see action sequences unlike anything I'd ever seen before. And mm-hmm. that did those things did those three things did not happen. They came up me. they came up short for you. Yes, and I'm heartbroken. <laughs> is there any All right. So uh is there anything else you want to you want to touch on about how you feel about the movie? I, I do. I know you have a a page. So go for it. Go for right. it. What did you hate about this movie besides <laughs> the stuff you've already talked about? I did. I Okay, I'll say some things that I did like because I feel like I didn't last. Um, I didn't say enough about the things that I did like. So I loved Hattie Shaw. I thought she was a fantastic character. I always appreciate having a kick-ass female lead. Um, and, you know, there were, you know, there were a handful of creative sequences Unfortunately, one of the sequences that I loved with the two trucks and the car and the motorcycle going under were in the trailer. So you've already seen them before you've seen them on the big screen. Um, I did. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I didn't see that in the trailer. Mm. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that was a cool scene. And it, you know, was reminiscent of. And he's just like the motorcycle just got like transformer almost i was like yes well and it was like original fast and furious like going under the truck like that right that was a great callback yeah yeah i I love that um i love i did love when they're on samoa and they're hooking up all the cars again a nod to the original fast and the furious where they were hooking up trailers to steal Mm -hmm. the merchandise so i liked i liked that that was fun to see the teamwork have that team element that fast and furious was so known for and Mm -hmm. so i like that and i did even though it was a ripoff i liked the 300 style rain fight at the end i love a slow-mo face smushing fight scene (laughs) so i thought i liked i liked those and i was really excited at the beginning of the film when we got to see these scenes in london with MI6 coming in with, you know, Idris Elba showing up and that. And I was like, yes, this is going to be kind of a sleeker take on the Fast and the Furious. And then they brought in a whole bunch of other things that to me was confusing. Right. So what, is there anything else you didn't like about the movie? Um... I just feel like there are so many things that they could have done. They could have pulled back so many things so that they didn't take time and space and then really push forward some things. I loved at the beginning that sequence between how Jason Statham shows up in his career and how, you know, Dwayne Johnson does that side by side of Hobbs and Shaw. How they're so, they're like both, they're they're like polar opposites. Like their style is just so different. And I feel like that was all that that was that there was very little that continued aside from verbal things like what this needs is stealth what this needs is brawn like there weren't more examples of that Mm -hmm. necessarily so 
I felt like that kind of came in and was like, okay, cool. We're going to see how there's this conflict between their past and then their style. And then it just, after they left London, like that just totally tapered off. That was gone. I didn't like this whole philosophical idea of man becoming machine. Like these are not philosophical movies. The Fast and the Furious is not asking you questions about the fate of humanity. That's not what this is about. Um, but so at, I thought that this- that was goofy. At the same time, though, it's not that I don't I wasn't too surprised by like the whole thing with Idris Elba being like this upgraded advanced being all of these movies, I feel like have an over the top unnecessary like villain or they keep they just keep getting like outland more outlandish and more out there every single time. I will agree that I thought I wasn't sure about the whole advanced being but and like a having a superhero but they've always like had the fate of the world in their hands somewhat in every movie and i say that as <laughs> actually fast and the furious 7 is on my tv right now but i've been i went back and watched a few of them and it seems like the the safety of the world is always on the line there's a lot of things that i didn't like about this movie and i think i agree with you on some some of your points, not to the extent where I didn't enjoy the movie, but I do think that uh, the dynamic between Jason Statham and The Rock got overplayed. Like it went on too long. It was just like a. It felt like a bunch of. It was. Not it's a pissing good, contest. Yeah, like it's not even the good whole movie's your a mama pissing jokes. contest. Like, right. There can be really funny. Your mama joke, yo, I should say yo. I'm like, your mother jokes. Like, there can be really. <laughs> your mama jokes. Right, there can be, thank you. The, there can be really, really funny ones. And this was like. And there were some good like ones. a fart. Like, it was just the stuff that they said where they're like, I want to drag your ball. Like, it was just so low level that like 10 year olds write this. There's so many funnier, more clever things they could have done about past jobs about their style about all of that and it just became mm-hmm. like for the sake of this you guys have 72 hours well like, the, fir- <clears throat> the, the 48 f- however long it actually was what's really funny about what you're saying about the writing in this one and how it's a little kid it's like kind of somewhat kid humor where they're in the playground going like Every time I look in your face, it's like God. <laughs> it's just project, you know, going yeah, through that. What? That's a terrible accent, but but no, the but same. I'll say this: Chris Morgan is the writer on this film, and he's wrote seven out of the nine Fast and the Furious movies. You would think he would have tied it in a lot stronger than he did. I agree yeah. with you, one hundred percent. This movie, this a it's a different, it's a different movie. Now, I'm not saying it's trash. It's a different movie than the Fast and Furious franchise, and. It's very obvious that this is The Rock coming in, wanting to be a part of the franchise still, but trying to work it out so he doesn't have to work with Vin Diesel. We'll get into that beef a little bit later. But another thing I want to point out here, (laughs) based on fan ranks, this has the highest score at a 90% out of all of the movies, which which I thought was interesting. But who are the fans? Like if the fans... I mean, this is an audience score. Okay, if, you know, the audience score, I mean, I guess people really, people really love Dwayne Johnson and think that he's they do, just yeah. the funniest dude. And I mean, people in the audience where I was 
were laughing, but I saw this movie with my 12-year-old nephew, and he didn't even laugh. He didn't even think, like, he kind of chuckled, but he was like, those jokes weren't even that funny. And he's 12, and, like, that's the epitome of, like, ball sack fart humor. So I guess I just had, was I mean, and part of it, maybe my expectations were too high, but I feel like I was just expecting a fun, lighthearted, creative movie. And this had... This did not have that for me. There was way too much going on. They tried to bite up way more than they could chew with all of these storylines and everything else. Like Idris Elba. I don't know if it's not- necessarily that. I would say I think it's more along the lines. They were, they're trying to create another series altogether. I think that's why it doesn't feel so much like the rest of the movies. But they're like- trying to build a, another franchise within the franchise. And be a completely different type of movie because right. there's absolutely no there's absolutely no car culture in this movie. It's all Dobbs, excuse me, Hobbs and Shaw on this mission, and you're talking about two different people from secrets, the DSS and the ISS, and all these secret ISIS. badass dudes. It's they're on some BSS, if you ask. <laughs> hon- honestly, I went into this movie expecting a typical rock movie with him as a star. And I knew the banter, the because ba- if you go back and watch some of the, the older films with them, the banter is way more serious. But in this right. one, it's very jokey, over the top. Like I like I said, bubblegum. And it's 100% has the feel of this is something different in the series. And I wasn't expecting a whole lot. But there was a time in the movie where I was like, are they going to tie some kind of car chase in here or something? And they did. But... This has a whole new feel, and it is not the same as the rest of the films. So I felt, no, I felt like the the car techie, those kind of things were were present, and I was fine with those being different, and this being this like kind of buddy crime, it's a cop buddy movie, thing. right? I I was I was totally fine with that. My issue was like. Why did Idris Elba, why did he, why did they need to have a backstory where, you know, him and, and Deckard had a past where he shot him in the face and he was a ghost and now he's back. Like he could have just shown up and we didn't need all the rest of that. We would have known he was a bad guy and he was a super bad guy. We didn't need to know that, you know, there's this. Well, I guess this other voice is like bringing something in, but then there's this like other entity that's like building weapons and all of that like he's a bad guy who wants a thing let's get the thing i just all this other stuff where they tried to make these these like deep tortured born identity kind of characters made me be like no that's not what the fast and furious does i don't necessarily care if we cut down on car culture i don't necessarily care if we have less rap music or rap stars in this like but for me i was like we all this other like tormented stuff doesn't exist and it was prevalent all the time with them constantly bringing up these old memories and relationships and 25 years and we're gonna fight with sticks oh brother i love you like that's how but that's how they all are like every new character we get yes every new character we get involved with is is celebrity is celebrity based more so than story based every new character that's an act like a big actor much like this whole movie, it's all about the connection in a past life. Like, for instance, Han 
they tied in Han at justice for Han, which is another thing, and we'll touch (laughs) on that a little bit. But that's what I'm saying. Every new character that's introduced, Gal Gadot, like they all have some kind of back end tie somewhere. But you that apparently was happening before the first film even. Every new character has the the FFCU now. (laughs) It's yeah, it's Universal's baby, and they're. That's all they got. So they won't make another Incredible Hulk movie. But yeah, I just that to me just kind of like I said, each like even when Jason Statham's in, introduced like, oh, he's so and so's brother from two movies ago. Owen, Owen, who wasn't even mentioned in this film. What? So strange. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. They didn't, he was they didn't ever few... say they didn't ever say his name. Like they talked about his brother. They just refer to him as his brother. Afraid. Yeah. Maybe they don't have. Well, no, they do at the end of the franchise. Yeah. It's a different, again, it's a different new, pro- you're talking Vin Diesel's as the producer in the main series and then The Rock, the producer in this series. I enjoyed it. Like the, a, lot, a lot of things I, I like. like I splashed it. I, I, I had a great time. I, I knew what I was getting into. I threw all logic out the window. Anything that didn't make sense, I was like, forget it. It's the Fast and the Furious. I mean, if, if go back and look at all the films, like how, how. How how they went from the first two movies being the first two movies, the third one is technically the, the sixth best. one. Wow! No, it's not. How does it feel? Tokyo Drift. It's, the it's even hard to watch. It's even hard to watch him. That dude that was the main character in Fast and the Furious Seven because he's wow. a terrible actor. Bow wow! Not bow wow! Not bow wow! I know. I just love bow wow. Oh, anyway. One of the things I completely glossed over, and I guarantee a lot of people did too, was like the cars in the first two movies before Han's thing, like the timeline is fucked. Cell phones and all this shit. Technology, when Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift came out, all those cars were all all outdated by the time they caught up. A lot of a lot. You just gotta throw everything out the window. There's but, no any any story problems and story issues. You gotta throw out the window because I don't know. I feel like there's so when it comes to suspension of disbelief, right? When I walk into a movie, I know how much disbelief I need to suspend and what stuff still needs to be believable. So I walk into a Star Wars movie. I know that we're in space, so there's gonna be a whole bunch of things that make sense in space that don't translate to me as an Earthling. Harry Potter. They're wizards. I'm a muggle. It's going to be different. But there was... Sorry they didn't put a wizard in it, Katie. God, make a t-shirt. Oh, that's going to be a button. (laughs) I'll give you a button. So... Every time you review something, be like, Sorry they didn't put a wizard in it. So they... You know, there's things that are possible, right? Like, it is possible that these, these car chases work out the way that they do. Like... That's possible. You have to suspend disbelief because the percentage of it happening is virtually zero, but it's not zero. Like, it's possible. Now, there's things that are impossible. Like, I'm watching the movie, and then they start doing these, talking about, you know, Hattie and Deckard's childhood. They are 21 years apart in real life, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like... I'll cut that. Yeah, in that was a that Kids was an like, issue. Right, like ten years. Like you that. were not hanging. So for me, you know, I did math and looked up how much time all these flights that they took in a 
<laughs> if she had 48 hours to live, Luke Hobbs was on a plane for 35 hours of that amount of time. And yet still managed to build like a Swiss Family Robinson coconut bomb fortress when they got to Samoa. Like things like that, when it's logic like Logic out things, the window. Right. Like, but that's not, like logic out the window is that there's this you're talk, like, you You're know, talking about the rock, like the rock jumped out of a building, landed on one guy. Those three guys jumped out of the window and those strings magically, magnetically landed right. on their but back. Like, with technology, well, like... That, then that Diesel could jumped be... across a bridge over lanes of highway to catch his to catch Letty and land in right, a car. But that could like, like maybe, maybe no way be possible. Maybe I don't know if you no tried way. it. Like no one's maybe. tried it because <laughs> the likelihood of it is not going to happen. But there is no way that like with that flight time, like it just doesn't add up like the childhood memories and all of that like that were look like they were filmed in the 60s like that doesn't add up so there's these things where it's like all right i know that there was some level of suspension of disbelief with car chases and how did they finance these things and how did they all of that and i can like throw those things out of the window but when you're trying to have like a dialogue but when it comes <laughs> No, but when you're trying when to have a to dialogue on a plane. No, no, when you're trying to have a dialogue about the future of humanity and this cyborg entity who's going to take over and all the rest of that, it didn't land for me. It did not land. And I usually I will buy, hello, I think wizards are real. So like I will buy some bullshit. And this I was like I'm not buying it. I don't care. I don't care what happens to any of you. I don't care if he wins. Like I did not and you know how much I care about characters. When I when I watch things, I mean, Brad when it comes has to seen, right, Brad has seen some major reactions from me about characters, and I was watching this, and I was like, I I don't give a fuck if they die, who cares? Uh, so I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this right now. I don't know. We may have spoiled some stuff, but spoilers Oops. going forward. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Like super super spoilers, because I don't think we really touched on anything that was crazy. The good guys um, win in the end shocker and then there's maybe gonna be another one Ugh, there's definitely gonna be another one Ugh, um but it's it. funny to me that like the logistics of air travel and t time frame mm -hmm. is like you were like oh no i don't buy that yet no. when hattie is hooked up to a machine with while it's in her veins like yeah no she's i thought kicking that ass was, right i also was like that was ridiculous like my 12 year old nephew was like do you know how lightheaded you get when you draw blood? Right. And Grant, there she's granted, it's that, not pulling like, blood; it's just pulling the virus. Right. He's out, like, do you so. know how lightheaded you get? Plus all the things that she'd been in in the time before, huh? That didn't even make sense. Like it was so beyond. And if this was going to be like a beyond movie, I just I didn't know that going in because I feel like there was some level of what a loss. This was I was disappointed. It's trash, and I'm shocked that you splashed it. And I stand by that, people. I, my problems with it, I I, give, I went into this straight up, like, straight up. low expectations and prepare for shit to not make sense. There is a lot of issues with this movie. I think this stems back to all of the beef between The Rock and Vin Diesel, as well as Tyrese. I'm not sure if you saw Tyrese's tweet. Oh, yes. Tyrese. Yeah. Me and Tyrese and Michelle should all form some sort of a coalition against this film. But the, here's, the, here's the other thing. I would bet a lot of money that I don't have 
<laughs> on you don't have a lot of money this call <sighs> is over balling uh no i would bet a lot of money that i would bet somebody else's money that if tyree you know why the original spinoff was supposed to be tyrese and ludicrous and this also that, pushed right? back him getting paid because fast and furious 9 which was supposed to be going on now because of the rock scheduling conflicts isn't happening until next year so i'm sure he's mad because his bank account's being messed with but still that doesn't well, change the fact that this was terrible the rock has already said he's not in nine right but they were gonna do nine was gonna be next like nine was supposed to come out before this spinoff mm, i see what you're saying and they saying. flipped it well the spinoff was the supposed to be out. The, the spinoff was wherever time frame it was supposed to come out, but it was originally supposed to be Ludacris and uh, Tyrese. Ludacris was in on it. Oh, they were ready to yes. make moves. And then Tyrese turned it down. Okay, so that's now, why the film didn't get made. Right, it's just going to be me and so Michelle Rodriguez. Tyrese so in, is But no, so then the, Rock, but then the Rock went back to Universal and the producers of the films and like... Since they passed on it, they took they flipped it and went that other direction. So technically, this is all Tyrese's my guess fault. would my guess would be if Tyrese agreed to the film. Though I agree with why he didn't do the film makes total sense. Why he didn't want to do it because he felt that like he didn't want to separate the family, which is a theme oh, yeah, throughout the movie. The family, and he felt that the series is too important, being a multicultural team, to just make a selfish move and do a, a side spin out so that's why this is where the beef started as well as like the rock and vin diesel it goes back and forth apparently the rock wasn't showing up but then vin diesel wasn't showing up and he was moving the set time like the call times because he's producer so he gets the thing the other thing that's other it's crazy in this whole thing is like these dudes have like clauses in their contract to where they can only lose so many fights if God. any masculinity is so fragile it's that's what is that the we can call that the rick dalton effect <laughs> wow full circle anyway um what do you Always. my opinion of the next then anyway i think they're gonna make another one they're gonna try and build out a whole side series it makes money the the numbers show that this is the worst second to last of the franchise yeah i mean this 60, movie 60 million Right, this movie has to make $600 million to break even. Yeah, which they're probably not going to do. But That's it's bananas. Still going to build out the franchise and, and make it a world. Maybe Rock will come back in, in 10 with Jason Statham, but as for now, they're definitely they're doing the eight. It's more of like an agency Mission Impossible type of movie. Right, then do that. But that's what they did. Like, they didn't yeah. make it about car culture. No. I did was, like a lot of... What did I say to you I, last night? It was like the film had feet in two worlds and then you just ended up getting kicked in the crotch. Like, that's what this movie was. Put that on a t-shirt. I couldn't be more different with that uh, being said. I thought this movie was fun. If you if you love the Fast and the Furious franchise and you're not expecting a whole lot, you'll be fine. I thought this movie was a splash. Katie thought it was a trash. <laughs> Straight garbage. What, what was the last movie we agreed on, Endgame? Toy Story 4. We both mad. No, mad. I didn't. We Oh, we guess we mad that, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're in spoilers now, so we can... I've spoiled so many things. Um, Not really, though. I don't think you did. Kevin Hart annoys me. I don't... I don't... I've And I've tried. <laughs> I've really... I've tried. I watched his special, and I was like, okay, Katie, open, open mind, open heart, like, you know, see him through the, through the eyes of his fans, and I was like, this is not 
funny. Like, this is not funny. And so when he showed up, I was like, oh, great. Kevin Hart's here. Um, I mean, like, and then I did, you know, I found like the Ryan Reynolds, Rob Delaney thing and their agent names are Lock and Loeb, which I think is kind of cute. So that was probably another movie. Right. Which it was like, right. It was. But I was also like, oh, hey, you're the director of Deadpool one and two. Oh, I'm going to bring these guys over, too. And they're going to kind of do the same shtick. And then Kevin Hart's going to be like on the toilet. Like it was just. He's also on a plane first. Don't don't just say that he's just on a toilet. Yeah. But then he's on a toilet, people. Of course. Which is it's fine. Toilet humor. That's (laughs) never. No. But it wasn't like he's like, hey, guys, I'm pooping right now. He was like just in his office. Like it just happened to be. And on then the he was like happened to be pooping. <laughs> I'm so funny. God. Anyway, I could have done without it for sure, but it didn't really bother me. The interesting thing about the cameos, I thought, was Deadpool related or whatever. I wasn't expecting any of those. And then obviously the rock connection with Kevin Hart. We talked about this last night and th- this is what we'll end on and then we'll close it out. But definitely stole some shit from from Infinity War. Oh, yeah. The banter in the in on the airplane with Kevin Hart is definitely the same voice changing. Wait, why are you talking like that? What do you mean? I'm, this is my regular voice. Well, were, no, was, what are you doing? He, he did it again. Like you know, the same same scene is bait. It's almost it's just reworded. Right. And then they also had the hammer in the final fight scene. They passed that hammer between the two of them. And I was like, what? Oh, I gosh. didn't even notice that. Yeah, I was like, generic. <laughs> this is so played out, Marvel. Like, and the overall theme, which we haven't really talked about, is with Idris Elba's character, is that this, there's this voice who's like commanding him. Running, running the show. Basically. I forget the name of the company or whatever, but. Eaton? Eaton? Yeah, something like that. I was expecting the voice to be revealed at the end of who it was and no. like this twist, but so it never mysterious. happens. So. The idea of this virus killing off the weak link and the strong survive is definitely okay, Thanos. right. The only difference is, is that Thanos was like, it's going to be a random, yeah. but it's definitely that same thing. So, and I feel like how I was did surprised they, did, by did that. You guys not, did you guys not know that there was a major movie franchise, the largest in the world that was already on, no one saw Infinity War before this started in production and, you know, like they ended production January 2019. Infinity War came out well before that. Like you had time to be informed that there was already this happening, and you still went with it. I just, I felt like it was just lazy. Yeah, so I didn't many like cool that. things you could do. That I was didn't. Lazy. I didn't really like that part either. As soon as I heard it, I was like, "What's that's whack." Boo. <laughs> but all in all, I had fun. Katie hated the movie. Mm-hmm. She's she's on she's almost on fire with the hate streak. Uh, the next I movie know. comes around, and if she yeah. hates it, she's gonna be on fire with the straight up <laughs> garbage. <laughs> shit is straight I, garbage. I don't know if I get. I don't know if I've ever hated a scary movie, and this looks. The last two movies. Well, you said I, you gave. Uh, you gave Hollywood a meh. Meh. I. I didn't hate yeah. it. Okay. Okay. I, all right. All. <laughs> Sounds good to me. But I do appreciate how positive you are with the splashes you're giving out. You've been splash free for a while, I'm, and I like that you've had two splashes in a row. That means a lot to me. I'm usually the I'm usually the person that's I like, know. Mm. but I had I, I enjoyed both these movies. They were the last two movies. They were great. I thought. Let us know what you think. 
or you thought about Hobbs and Shaw. If you agree with Katie, let her know or let us know rather uh, at G Splash Podcast on Instagram as well as G Splash BC at gmail.com. If you loved it, liked it, hated it, hated it. That's an old reference. No one was going to get that one. Um, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We always like hearing and reading what you guys are into. Uh, we've got t-shirts down below with links. It's They're for really the cool dopest show. And, and it's the dope show. Out there yeah, and if them. you and all you pop Funko Pop fan collectors, you can definitely get some cool protective shields. Pop shield. Yeah, protect <laughs> protective shields for your pop, uh, Funko pop Pops. Shield. Down below. Have fun with it. Go to the movies. Have some fun. I'm hoping you're enjoying your summer. We will be back next week talking scary movies and stuff. Yes, in the dark. Yes, but we're gonna. The thing is, we're gonna record in the dark too, so it's gonna be great. You won't want to miss it. (laughs) (laughs) I was unaware. Yeah, no, campfire only. I'm interested to see how. I hope that somebody reboots Scary Store. Are you afraid of the dark? (coughs) Excuse. Excuse Whoa. me. They are. There was a trailer that just came out. It's a it's a TV show again. Oh my god. Boom, 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 boom. You always give me. I will tell the people Brad is on his shit. <laughs> I don't know about all sorts of things happening and he lets me know. So, I It's either a really you. good thing or a really sad thing. We no, haven't figured it's not out. Sad at all. <laughs> we'll be back next week chopping it up again with Katie. It'll be interesting if she gives this next one a, a splash trash or meh. I'm going to let's uh, let's predict. I'm giving it a I will say that I'm going to splash the next film. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it I think I'm going to start with a meh. I'm going okay. in with it being a meh because I don't think it's going to be as good as like his last work, which was great. You know how I am in scary movies. And this movie looks Scary. Uh, I'm Bradley Baxter. This has been Katie for another super dope episode of the Dope Show. It's the Dope Show. G Splash Summer Session. We'll see you next week, y'all. Peace. Bye. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah. This is the Dope Show. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah, this be the Dope Show. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah. This is the Dope Show. Yeah, we on. Tell me that we on. Yeah, this be the Dope Show.